Hey, Ma. We're starting the 12 days of Christmas early this year. From October 11th to December 28th, we're giving you our top 12 Moms Actually episodes from the past three seasons as we get ready for, wait for it, season four. So whether you're a new listener or part of the Ma community, take a listen, share with a friend, and don't forget to rate and review. Ready to spin the block with us? Let's get in to today's episode. I just can't control everything. Yeah. And I just have to be, I have to be okay with that. It's still hard. Hey, Ma. What's up? Hey, Ma. What's up? Hey, Ma. What's up? Hey, Ma. What's up? Hey, Ma. Hello, welcome to Moms Actually. Hello, I'm hello. Blair. This and is I'm Morgan. Morgan. Yep. And we have our special guest, Dr. Berlanda Jackson. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you good. guys? Good. 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 I'm feeling good. I'm excited I'm about the episode. I'm excited to have you here. Oh, thank you. Um, so I want to go ahead and just jump right in. You guys know how it goes. We do It's Giving Motherhood. Now, yes. this is our icebreaker. Mm-hmm. This is just for all of our guests to be able to just You know, get all the kinks out, warm up a little bit, get used to us, you know what I'm saying, (laughs) breathe a little bit, Um, very, very light. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a word. It's going to be a quick little rapid fire. Blair and I are going to alternate really quick, but the first answer, actually, this is a little this or that. Mm -hmm. So the first is the right answer, and we're just Mm going to ask you which one you would prefer, and you just give us your answer, and we just go from there, okay? Okay. All right, first one, coffee or tea? Tea. Girls night or girls trip? Girls trip. Mm. Okay, she's like, give me out of here. <laughs> out of here. <laughs> TikTok scroll or IG scroll? IG scroll. I don't know how to use TikTok. <laughs> don't don't, don't do TikTok. it. Don't do it. Don't do the TikTok. <laughs> Airbnb or hotel? Uh, mm. Airbnb. Okay. Mm. All right. All right. So are you asking first or are you apologizing later? Apologizing later. Okay. <laughs> Just a risk taker. There's a story there. Phone call or text message? Text message. Oh, okay. Me. Don't call. Don't gotta... call me. Text me, baby. <laughs> 20s or your 30s? 30s. Yeah, I agree. 30s, I feel like 30s. when you're a woman, like mm-hmm. it's giving more freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Like you Vitality. know yourself yes. better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're yes. more comfortable. I, it's, I always say I would never, ever go, go back, back to, to my 20s. 20s. No, mm-hmm. me either. Not even it my teenagers. It was a little years. ghetto. It was a lot <laughs> ghetto. Very ghetto. It was a just little a, lot. Just a little bit. Ghetto. But it was needed. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, between, I mean, I had I had my first daughter at 20. So yeah. um, I would go back because I would love to have her. But Layla, you needed to exist. Yes, Layla needs to exist. <laughs> but... Yeah, it, learning experiences, mm-hmm. but I didn't, wouldn't necessarily like to relive. No, <laughs> I'm good. So we have you here today because 2020 meant something completely different to you than it did to you know the rest of the world at the time. Yeah. So I just want you to tell us a little bit about you and your story. Your story. Uh, well, I'm originally from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we were. Uh, 2020. Um, I'm married. I have a wonderful husband, and we have three children. Um, they were four, six, and eight. Um, and like most people at 2020, we were uh, sheltered in place, can't go nowhere. They only want you to look at anybody. With, I mean, it's yeah. just, 
everybody was just encapsulated mm -hmm. and um, everybody was working from home. My husband's working from home. I'm working from home. The kids, Lord Jesus, are working Ooh. from home. It was yeah. a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we just decided to break away in the middle of the day and get them out uh, to the park mm -hmm. from fresh air, some scooters, some basketball. Um, and so we took them out. And the kind of park we went to, it was a state park. And it has uh, like a walking trail around it. It has a lake in the middle, um, playground, your typical state park. Mm -hmm. And we took them there. And my husband took our oldest son. They went off to go play basketball. And I kept uh, my son, Judah, who was just turned four, and my daughter, Ava, who had just turned six. Um, and we were taking a walk around the walking trail. And they had their scooters. I had the dog. And um, maybe within 20 minutes of being there, the kids scooted off and uh, my dog did his business in the grass and I got distracted and I went to go pick up puppy poop and the kids turned the bin and my son got into the lake. Um, they drowned. I remember... I remember when I finally caught up to them and I still thought they were on scooters. I did hear screaming. I did hear shuffling, but everything happened so quickly. And when I got there, um, nobody was on scooters anymore. My daughter was just standing in this. It looked like a limitless lake. And I, I, I don't see Judah. And I'm like, well, where's Judah? My daughter's screaming. And she's just like, we were waiting for you. And Judah went under the water. And when I heard that, I think it, my heart just went into a vice grip because it's like you were just right here. What do you mean he's under the water? I'm thinking maybe he's at the playground, you know, maybe maybe he just he can't be under the water because I can't see him. And um, I didn't react as quickly as I could. You know, a lot of people do the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Mm -hmm. I would have jumped in. I would have. I didn't do any of that. I think it took me about 30 seconds for my brain to register. Mm -hmm. My baby is really in the water. And I went in. Um, and I saw shoes swimming, and I went and grabbed it. I thought it was him. It was just his shoes. Um, and I remember running to get my husband. And um, I just kept thinking, my husband can do it. I can't do it. My husband can find him, and everything will be okay. Um, but everything was not okay. Thankfully, a good Samaritan called the police. They were there within 60 seconds, um, mm -hmm. dived into the water. They found him. He was at the bottom of the lake. And when they pulled him out, he didn't have a pulse. He didn't have a heartbeat. And they um, threw him in the ambulance, took us to the nearest hospital. And by the time we got there, we were allowed to see them, to see him. Um, he was just tubes. He just looked lifeless. And I just remember praying, God, please don't take my baby. Please don't take my baby. And um, later on, uh, through the night, they um, transported him to a children's hospital, and um, they didn't know whether he would live or die. And so I think during that time, they, they said his brain was so swollen, they could not do an MRI. So it was just a waiting game. And um, of course, you guys know me from social media. You know, we, we share the kids and share funny stories, and I was very hesitant to share something mm -hmm. like this, but I think I, I needed... I needed prayer. Yeah. I needed the prayers yeah. from mothers, from, from fathers, mm -hmm. whoever you believe in. I just needed prayer. And I remember posting it. 
and it just it just started going viral everywhere. We had we people everywhere, families, mothers, fathers, grandma. I mean, everybody just just prayed. Um, a couple days later, they did an MRI and they told me that uh, my baby was severely brain damaged. I remember them showing me a picture of his brain, and the neurologist said. Um, Pink areas are healthy brain, and every area where there is gray, it's damaged brain. And by damage, we mean it's irreparable. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at the picture, and everything was just gray. Everything was just gray. And they told me that my baby would never walk again. He would never talk again. He would never be able to see or hear. It was just a vegetable. And they encouraged me to um, withdraw care. Um, and I refused. Um, I think a part of me refused because I was scared. Part of me refused because I said that big lake, they found him and he was still alive. If he still had a heartbeat, if he still had a pulse, that meant he was still meant to be here. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to play God. I wanted God to be God. I just wanted to be mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I refused to withdraw care. Um, and he stayed alive for about 15 months. I remember just traveling all across the country just in search of, of different treatments, um, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, um, stem cell treatment, functional neurology. Um, I, I tried. I tried. You I did advocated my best. for him. I did like my I best. have never seen. I did my best. Um, and unfortunately, uh, 15, November of 2021, um, that Sunday night, we put him to bed, and all was well. It was just normal, his normal. Mm-hmm. And I remember putting him uh, to bed. He had his own bed, but I always just kept him in bed with us just in case something would happen. I'd be able to react quickly. Mm-hmm. And we put him to bed, and we woke up Monday morning, um, and he was gone. He's gone. I just also want to say, like, um, I remember they told you he would be a vegetable, but he- the way you advocated for him yeah. and brought him to different doctors, no matter what it cost mm-hmm. you time, money. He, he exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. That's why when November happened, I think everybody, everybody was so shocked, shocked because mm-hmm. he had started moving a bit or yeah, yeah he had started he was to, moving. They said he couldn't see. He could see. Mm-hmm. They said he couldn't hear. You call him. He would look at you. They said he would never be able to feed himself. He was, couldn't feed himself, but he was able to eat. He could, he could move. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had so much faith. I had so much faith, and I was such a mom. You know, as, as moms, we will do, we'll do anything mm-hmm. at any cost, and we don't know how strong we are until we're put in that hot water. Mm-hmm. And so I did, I did what I could as mom. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be God. I think I, I wish I could. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wish I could have in those moments, but I, I couldn't be. Mm-hmm. Just be mom. I always say we're not superheroes, but yeah. I'm glad we know how to be a superhero. Yeah, yeah. we do. And I, I would definitely say first before anything, like, I just appreciate your transparency. I appreciate your story. And I know there are so many other moms who are going to appreciate your transparency and your stories because there, there are Plenty of moms who have had like such a loss mm-hmm. um, and their faith has been shattered. And you are a great representation of what faith looks like um, to advocate for your child and to say, no, like 
the doctor, if I'm not God, the doctor's not going to be God. Mm. You know what I mean? And for you to be able to say that and believe it um, is so honorable. It's so, it, I literally am just looking at you as a woman of valor. Yeah. And it's it's amazing to see because even though the outcome wasn't what, you know, was ideal, you're standing here today in a way that you could show so many women faith. You can show so many women strength, but you can also show that like it's hard and it's okay to grieve mm-hmm. and it's okay to feel while also like being strong in the same, they can coexist. And I think that's just so, so amazing to see. How has it been since that time? Like what have you done from 2021 till now, 2023, um, just as you have healed and also supported your your children in the process and your what husband. has in your husband, what does that look like for you? Um, I think I try to give myself, um, I'm not, a, I'm not good at it hundred percent. I'm still working, <laughs> but I think I try to give myself space yeah. and I try to give myself grace. Um, I didn't just lose my son. I lost my identity. Yeah. I lost my confidence. Mm-hmm. I lost my self-worth. I mm-hmm. lost, um, I feel like I lost my place in the world. Um, you know, as, as, as moms, we will do anything for our children. And when that anything still doesn't actually help the child, it, it just, and especially with, with tragedy, it just, it, it encapsulates you, demolishes you. It just destroys you as a human being. It's kind of like a tornado, the kind that just comes in and just, just destroys everything. And you yeah. have to find the strength and the courage to rebuild. And I think... Um, my other two children and my husband, they gave me the strength and the courage to mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm going to rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, but that strength and courage looks different on different days. Yeah. You know, um, I can't be the super mom that yeah. I once was. You know, we, we place so many, expect. it's always expected for us moms to just show up yes. and get it done and yep. be perfect while we're doing it and then look good while we're doing it. And mm-hmm. we wear so many hats. We juggle mm-hmm. so many balls. And I had to give myself grace in knowing that I can't juggle. Yeah, Not as much as I used to. I might not be able to, I might not be able to, be the CEO or the PTO this time. Mm-hmm. I might just be able to just show up and support a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. I might not be able to volunteer for all of my kids' activities. I might just be able to just show up and be mom. I might not be able to be um, to get three-course meals three times a day on the mm-hmm. table. Some days all I'm good for is just dinner, yeah. and that has to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember in the early stages of grief, I felt so guilty for not being able to live up to who I once was. Yeah. And then the people around me, I, I, I always use the term um, normal. I always say, since this has happened, I feel, some days I feel like a hundred years old. Like I, yeah. I, I just feel like I'm just looking around and, and, and everybody's different. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I try to compare myself to what other mothers are doing, how they are parenting and how I used to parent. And I used to feel so guilty and so bad. But then I came to a point where, I said to give myself grace. Yeah. And I said, you know what? This is me. 
this is how I am. I didn't try to shield it from my children because mm-hmm. I want my children to see truth. Yes. Because who knows what their reality is going to look like when they get older. And I don't want to paint this picture that, oh, it's just perfect. We mm-hmm. lost an entire human being, but yeah. everything's just perfect. Be strong. Yes. You don't want to do that. Black. People. As yeah. black people, like if we're As black always women, told to be strong, yes. always mm-hmm. told to be strong, and so. I think I just wanted to be honest, give myself grace, and just move as I can. And I just needed an environment that was conducive to me being okay, and being conducive to how I show up and it be okay. Yeah. How's it been for your children? I, I saw a lot about your daughter because, of course, she was there. Yeah. And she took the swimming, and I want you to touch on that. But your son, your oldest son, mm-hmm. how's it been? With your husband, because you know that whole year with your son, mm-hmm. you know, how's your relate there? How have they been? Um, my husband is, I would say, we traveled down, we lived completely different journeys mm-hmm. in that season. Mm-hmm. He was home. We kind of had to divide and conquer, but it was a big divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. Not you do the kids' homework, I'll yeah. take the kids. It, it was a big divide and conquer. And um, it put us on separate roads, separate grieving processes, yeah. separate healing processes. Yeah. And for my husband, um, he, has, he has his moments, um, but I think he's more so hopeful and trying to just be okay. And so he tries to distract himself a lot. They show it so yes. differently. Yeah. They show it very, very, very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I a think, strong thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a strong thing. And they're trying thing. to be yeah. there yes. for you, like the support yes. for you. Yes. The <laughs> strong man and yes. household, all the things. Yeah. And so he spends a lot of time just, just, just trying to um, rebuild in his own way. Um, my son... Um, I think he's a replica of his daddy. <laughs> um, I think he's just surrounded himself with, because we are in, in Georgia now, so it's still fairly new. And yeah. so just, he, he's, he's at that age where he's all about his friends. Um, he's, he's just all about having fun and his, his, his video games. And, and sometimes when I see him moving, just like I see my husband, like I see my husband moving, my husband can just move from point A all the way to Z. Sometimes I can't even get to point B without freaking out. (laughs) So um, when I see my son doing the same thing, sometimes I'll stop. And in moments, I'll stop him and I'll go, how are you? Yeah. You still think about Judah? How's it? Because I don't want him to get in that zone where he just forgets and he just distracts because he's he's in, he's unintentionally trying to be strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want him to talk about it. And so um, he will mention it. If I say something, yeah. he'll mention it. He'll talk. I'll say, well, how do you feel? And he'll go, I'm sad. I'll go, well, do you still think about it? And he'll go, Sometimes. And I'll go, well, how does it make you feel? And he goes, it's sad. But then I just do something else. Right. Yeah. 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 And they're, to me, they're twi- like, they look, they have the same face to me. All Judah three of them. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, whenever I see him, especially when I'm scrolling through your page, I'm like, wait. Who's who? Yeah. I have to, <laughs> you know, think about it. Yeah. To see his face. And then your daughter. Um, to be there in that moment. Ava is, she's a woman. she is very much a little woman and she she expresses herself Mm. so much and so well and I'm so happy that she can tell me how she feel how how she feels and what she needs Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I remember right after Judah drowned, um, both of us, we ended up at the hospital. My daughter's here. Uh, I'm here. And I remember there was an FBI agent that, that, that came and she wanted to know what happened. And I remember in that moment just feeling so guilty. And so I'm like, it was my fault. And she's looking mm. at me like it was your fault. And my daughter's like, no, it was not. It was, mm. it was not my mommy's fault. We went away. We, and so she kept saying, well, it was my fault. Oh. Because um, maybe if I was able to swim, I would have been able to save him. So no, mommy, it wasn't your fault. It was my fault. And I remember both of us, the old, like me, just, just looking back yeah. at her, just two different generations. And we both just, as women, just like automatic guilt. Yeah. Automatic guilt. Mm-hmm. And I remember just, just telling her, no, it wasn't your fault. I think it was, it, it was just one of those things. And I remember later on, she just kept saying, mommy, can you put me in swim lessons? Mm-hmm. And I, I just remember not wanting to go anywhere near water. water. Yeah. Don't put me in a bathtub. <laughs> That's usually don't put the me reaction. Near a swimming yeah. pool. Yeah. I don't want to do yeah. anything, and I don't want my children to do anything. Yeah. Let's just stay away. And she just kept asking. We moved to Georgia, and she just kept saying, Mommy, can you put me in swim lessons? And I said, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll figure it out. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe she was just going to leave it alone. <laughs> she would ask me, again, Mommy, about those swim lessons. Uh-huh. Can, I, can, I, can I please? Yeah. And then one day I just realized, okay, this is important to her. This mm-hmm. is important to her. And she has her own, her grieving process is not my grieving process. Right. And mm-hmm. so maybe this is her way of telling me this is what I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I found the swim school. I put her in. But I put her in um, an ASI uh, course. ASI is um, uh, assisted um, uh, survival instruction. Mm-hmm. And it, it is different from your usual yeah. swim class. It's where they teach you how to save yourself in the event of an emergency. And so yeah. it's like a six-week course. And um, your test to pass the class is you are fully clothed and they yeah. just throw you in the water, sneakers, mm-hmm. everything, and you are supposed to save yourself. And I just remember going to her classes. And before this, she really didn't want anything to do with water. Mm-hmm. I tried to put her in swim lessons before. She was not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, she, she went in and she just she was ready, whatever yeah. I have to do. And I just remember watching her. And I was so inspired mm-hmm. by now seven, seven-year-old little girl. I was so inspired at her faith mm-hmm. that she would be okay. Because prior, she was just like, I'm going to drown. And, but she did it. And I remember being inspired by her faith and her strength. And I put her in counseling um, because she just kept wanting to, she would wake up looking for her brother, just wondering, wonder what Judah's doing. I know he's dead, but can the dead still eat? Can they still this? Can I still that? And I remember putting her in, because I couldn't answer those questions. And I remember putting her in counseling and um, I think where she is now, she knows that her little brother is not coming back. And she does have moments where she, um, I think she wakes up and is like, where's Judah? Mm-hmm. I think this is something that both of my children are going to process at each stage in their life. Yeah. And I'm just hoping that I have the strength and the capacity um, to support them in all those stages. You do. I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. You are literally like living proof of what it looks like to move through grief in a 
in a way that works for you, but also God has strategically placed your daughter right where she needs to be. Like the way she has, I'm listening to you talk and it's like, he literally made sure that whatever you lacked, she had Mm -hmm. so that she can inspire you to keep moving and to keep growing and to keep healing. And so I do believe that you guys like Mm -hmm. are going to just continue to Mm compliment each other. And it's just interesting that how women are just innately like we have it in us already to just do so much and to take on so much, especially the guilt part. Mm-hmm. Like we always immediately want it to be on us, mm-hmm. um, no matter what that looks like, whether it be responsibility mm-hmm. or, you know, in all ways, we just immediately put it all on ourselves. And sometimes that could be a, a bad thing. I know we always are like, oh, we're not the superhero. Mm-hmm. But I think in these cases, Sometimes it's a good thing mm-hmm. because we need it. Like when you didn't have it, she had it. Yeah. And I, I would encourage and um, encourage you to continue to like let that thrive in her because I feel like it's what you need too. And you're you're literally like doing it. It's not even like a try. Like you're doing it. It looks beautiful. How do you work on the? Um, because. Like it's, like we all said, outside of even these circumstances, we blame ourselves for anything. Yeah. And I think that's a control thing because if you blame yourself, you can fix it. Yes. Mm. Um, how do you work on the guilt that you have and that you shouldn't have? Like how do you talk about that? Because I think about not just in extreme cases like yours. When I miscarried my first child, I was like, man, I shouldn't have those oysters. Or mm-hmm. I should like I blame myself for that. So it's like... Mm-hmm. What's the self-talk look like to kind of work on that self-guilt? Because I think all moms, all people kind of do that. Or do you even know? (laughs) Mm, um, I think that, I think before all of this happened, there was a lot of mom guilt for everything. If Mm -hmm. uh, I remember my daughter being on one of those little stupid hoverboards, those electric, (laughs) and I remember telling her not to get on, and she said, well, I'm not going to get on, but I'm going to just slide it across. (laughs) She slid it across with her hands, and her finger got caught, and it just slid. Uh, and I remember us being in the hospital, and I'm just automatically, I'm crying. I'm like, this is my fault. I should have been outside. Mm-hmm. And so there was always just your regular mom guilt. Mm-hmm. And I think when this happened, I struggled a lot for a very, very long time, feeling like everything was my fault. I, we we should have followed the COVID. We should have listened to people on TV when they said, don't go outside. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I shouldn't have had the dog with me. I shouldn't have let them bring scooters. I, I should. It's. It, I mean, you. I, I could have went on and on and on mm-hmm. about shoulda, coulda, woulda. But I think in that moment, um, I realized that I could not control what I thought I could control. Mm-hmm. And I think as moms, we think we can control all things regarding our children, especially yeah. when they are little. If we just, um, we think we have a sense of control, yeah. and. What I realized was that I don't have control, yeah. and I had to um, I had to cling to my faith a lot. Mm-hmm. I, there were so many nights I spent just on my knees, just crying out to God, saying, "Well, this wasn't my fault. Like, why? Yeah. How do I fix it? How mm-hmm. do I fix it?" And I just remember God saying to me, "You cannot fix it." And I think 
the last couple of years, I have just tried to, I've just tried to tell myself, this is not me. Um, I just can't control everything. Yeah. You have to be, I have to be okay with that. It's still hard. Yeah. Um, because not only did I mom guilt myself because of Judah, but I mom guilted myself on um, my children's trauma. Oh my God, now they have to go through this mm. because of me. Now, mm-hmm. my husband, we, we, we don't have three children anymore. because, And so it, it, it goes deeper. Yeah, goes it's deeper. like a snowball yeah. almost. And so um, when I catch myself, I just have to stop. And I just have to just stand in God and just let him surround me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you keep your faith? There's a lot of people, like, and not to say you didn't have a why God or is God, you know, moment. But how do you keep your faith when you've had such a tragedy? I never doubted. God's, I've seen too much of, Yes, I've seen too many miracles mm. in my life. Mm. And they may not have been as tumultuous and terrible as this, but I have seen God be God so yeah. many times in my life. And I just kept telling myself that he's the same God. Nothing about him has changed. Yes. And if he, if he, if he could do it back there, mm-hmm. then he could do it here. Will he do it mm-hmm. was what I could not control. Mm-hmm. Will he Will he heal my baby? Will he? That was something that I couldn't control. The only thing that I could do is just have faith. And, you know, they, there's a scripture. It says faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. And so um, on this journey with my son, I wasn't trying to be God. I was just trying to do the work. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to get my baby to a place where and just, I just wanted God to be God. And when my baby left, ultimately, I just said, okay, this must be what God wanted. Mm-hmm. And my faith suffered a lot mm-hmm. because it takes big, tall faith to believe something like that, especially mm-hmm. when you have, because I had to go against science. I had to go against doctors. I, I mean, it was, a, it was a literal fight every day, every yeah. day. And it took big, tall faith for me to say, I'm going to wait on God. I'm going to wait on God, looking at my baby day after day, just struggling. And I just said, okay, we're going to wait on God. And at the end, the way that he left without a goodbye, it was just you wake up and boom, he's gone. And it's that that big mountain of faith that I climbed for 15 months. I think it was just a drop. Yeah. Very, very, very long way down. I feel like I just, I, I fell, I hit the ground. And to this day, I still pick myself up. Yeah. Pick myself up. Um, and I fall down again. Pick mm-hmm. myself up. It's a hard fall. Mm-hmm. It's a hard fall. Um, but I still believe God. I still believe God. Yeah. Like how, how, um, so like you said, when you share this story initially, like everybody around the world praying for you, there for you, when you shared of his passing, everybody there praying for you. And not that you need the world or social media like to be okay, but everybody's there for you. I can't imagine how the last two years have been as, you know, the world kind of moves on Mm -hmm. in the support. Is it probably even in the family and friends? Like how has that change been, I guess, like from a support point or like having all these people and then going from like now you're back to, I don't know if I'm praising it. 
Okay. Are, mm-hmm. um, I call them secondary losses. Mm-hmm. There is Ooh. what you lose mm-hmm. in the beginning, um, and there is uh, the support and just people around the world because it's a it's a popular story and yeah. it's it's the story. But life goes on, and I think one of the hardest things, one of the hardest things that I took from this journey is that life goes on, Mm. the world keeps on spinning, even when you're part of the world stops, the days keep on moving, and you still, Mm -hmm. you still, you wake up the next morning, and everything is just still empty, and everybody's going back to work, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and and it's, um, it's hard, and I, I remember um, friends that I had when we were in PA, Mm -hmm. that were, we were all so close, Mm -hmm. and when tragedy struck, um, everybody just disappeared. Mm-hmm. But not because they were bad people. Yeah. It's because you know you you. I realized during this time that people don't really have a lot of depth to them. <gasps> Oof. They don't have a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. They know how to tell you they're praying for you. They know how to say, if "There's anything you need, I'm here. Yeah. I'll give you a meal. I'll mm-hmm. Give you a couple dollars." But they don't know how to be there. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's scary, and they just back away. Yeah. And so. Um, I remember just being, I remember it being a lot of my husband and I, and then um, my husband and I kind of, kind of, kind of drifted apart from a grief standpoint because we were suffering in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we, we spent a good portion of our marriage being able to complement each other and be there for each other. But now our grief is different and what we need is different. And so I think we were just a house. The, the world went on. And so there was me and my home and my children. And then we became sort of a house divided. And mm-hmm. I just remember feeling alone. Um, and I think the biggest blessing was sisterhood. Mm-hmm. It was sisterhood. It wasn't my husband. It wasn't my children. What gets me yeah. through every single day is sisterhood, mm-hmm. friendship. This mm-hmm. mom, and it, 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 they don't have to have the, yeah. they don't have to go through what we go through, mm-hmm. but yeah. just as women, we know how to be there for each yeah. other. Yes. And I think that is what, um, that's what saved me. Mm-hmm. It still saves me every day. I say that, I literally just said mm-hmm. that this morning, I was saying like, we, we love to rank, like, you know, God, family, friends, you know, all the things. I'm like, God, sisterhood. sisterhood. <laughs> yes. Sisterhood. Yes. Family, yeah, they're going to be there. They're yes. great. Husband, awesome. But it's nothing like a sister. It's nothing like a friend who can just understand exactly where you're at. And you don't even have to say a word. Mm-hmm. They just know to show up. They just know to call. They just know to pray. You know what I mean? And it's, it is... A beautiful thing, and I love that you just said that because it's why we're here. There's so many moms right now that are watching, and they're they're gonna need every word you just said. There, and sometimes your sister is maybe not somebody that you can tangibly reach. Yeah. That's the beauty about social media too. Is like to be able to even feel that sisterhood with somebody you don't even know, mm-hmm. um, but you feel it and you feel that warmth, and you're like, man. If my girl could get through that, I know that I could get through it. Um, I, I, I so applaud you. Is there anything you would even say 
to a mother or to a sister that would um, just encourage her as she goes through uh, the same journey of loss and grief and just trying to continue to show up, but show up in grace. Um, what what encouragement would you give her? I think I would give her just what you said to show up as much as you can. When you can't, don't. The world needs to be conducive to how you grieve and how you show up and it be okay. And give yourself grace the days that you can. Applaud yourself the days that you can't. Just applaud yourself that you still got up because it's, it's hard. It's very, very, very hard. Um, but every day that we open our eyes and give ourselves Every day that we open our eyes to life, as long as we are alive, God will give us a reason to live. Every day. Ooh, wow. This is... I, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is amazing. Um, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing your heart. You're welcome. Thank you for being so transparent, so vulnerable with two strangers, but yes. now sisters, hopefully. <laughs> um is there anything you want to share with our viewers before we go? Find a sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate you. We thank you for watching. Mm-hmm. We pray that if you were not watching this with a sister, that somewhere along the episode you sent it really quick yes. um, to someone to join. We ask that you share this, that you subscribe, that you like, you comment. All, All of, of the things. things. Um, and yeah, make sure. Where can we follow you? Yeah. Uh, my Instagram, it is the Jackson Family Values. Yeah. Uh, I do have a TikTok, but I don't know how to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, just Instagram for now. Lovely. That's so good. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Absolutely. Thank Anytime. you guys for watching us. Yeah. I'm Moms Actually. We're Motherhood Meets Sisterhood. Hey, mom, what's up? 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 Hey, mom, what's up?